Hey everybody, welcome to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real-life football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from the past week in this league, and we'll of course cover the side bets and any other tomfoolery and shenanigans and happenstance the managers are up to and what we're looking forward to this coming weekend. It is week 10, and it's a big one. First double-digit week. Heading into the season, uh, everybody's got their eye on the prize of the playoffs. And uh, yeah, a lot of good matchups. We're also entering into the second of two rivalry weeks. So punishments are probably going to happen. Some games, some things happening as a result of this week. So nobody wants to lose rivalry week. Nobody. Uh, I'm facing Brett, and let me tell you, tensions are high on both sides. So, uh, yeah, lots to talk about heading into this one. Also, hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Matt last week. I know it was a longer episode. We have an interview with Drew, the manager of Baristotle, in first place, and uh, that'll be coming up later in the show. Before we do that, I uh, just want to cover last week in fake sports. In week nine, I'm six and three. I had the top score of the week, and I beat Colin, who is now five and four. So t- speaking of rivals, man, uh, this was a tight one. Uh, for me, I had Fitz Magic and Kareem Hunt that carried me big over some showings from Colin. He had the Miami D that was actually really, really good for him and Brandon Cooks, but uh, yeah, I, I won. So yeah, sorry, Colin. Uh, Matt is now three and six. He beat on Pete, who's now one and seven and one. Matt had a huge game from Michael Thomas in prime time, and Pete had a solid game for sure. But Ed Dixon, new tight end guy for the Seahawks, or new old tight end guy, uh, bageled, had a zero, had a goose, and Aaron Rodgers failed to do something amazing against the Pats. Uh, you know. You make all the right decisions, and sometimes it doesn't break your way, Pete. That uh, is unfortunate. Uh, Brett had a win. He's now 6-3. and three. He beat Drew, who's now 7-2. and two. Uh, Beige was pretty solid. Uh, James Conner and Josh Gordon came through for him huge. Drew had AD, uh, Adrian Peterson, which AD apparently stands for all days I didn't face Beige because AD did not have the game Drew was hoping for against him. Derek is now 4-4-1. He's against Craig. Uh, He got the win against Craig, who's now 4-5, so a couple close records there. Derek had a great showing out of Jared Goff against the Saints. That pass defense could be better, let's say. And uh, Jordan Howard finally had a nice game for the Bears, uh, unlike Mitch Dubisky for Craig, who struggled versus that Buffalo defense. They actually have a good defense this year. John is now six and three. He beat Glenn, who's now four and five. And John did fine. John did like pretty close to a little under Yahoo's projections. He had a poor showing from Kirk Cousins versus Detroit, but he had a good game from Kelsey. Ho hum, another week where his opponent magically collapses. In this case, Glenn's wide receivers and big MVP Todd Gurley just all failed so that really didn't work out for glenn sorry man sometimes you face john and things don't go great and lastly scott is now four and five he got a win against tom who's now three and six uh scott outperformed projections good job scott he was helped by julio jones scoring his first touchdown and george kittle 
And the Minnesota D continuing to do really good things. Tom, you were just unlucky against that lineup, man. Tariq Cohen has been huge, but against Buffalo, just like Mr. Bisky, did nothing. Basically nothing. And uh, also getting only eight points from quarterback Joe Flacco and zero from the defense did not hurt or it didn't help anything. Gosh. Uh, yikes. So tough break, Tom. Sorry. Um, good rosters all. I think uh, everybody's fierce. It's just unlucky. Some weird stuff happens this year. Uh, summing it up a little bit with overachievers and underperformers based on the Yahoo scores. I, Chris, Tidy Bakery was the biggest overachiever. I was 25 points over. And Glenn was the biggest underachiever. He was 29 points under his projection due to the curse of playing John. Now, I don't know if you're following any of the scores how I am, but this week was a lot tighter to the projections. Last week we had like 40 under or 30 over. This one, it's it's honing in. I don't know if Yahoo's getting better at predicting or people just weren't as bombastic in their wins and defeats this past week. But uh, so it is, and we'll get into more math a little later in the show. Talking about transactions, of course, uh, that's what happens during the non-Thursday through Monday period where we have waiver wires and free agents and all that. Um, Waiver wires kind of finding an equilibrium, I think. When I look at that, nothing too huge from last week, it seems, but uh, let me know if I missed something, I guess. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But speaking of transactions that happened last week, the hindsight transaction, I would say, is Pete getting Tevin Coleman in that trade from me, unfortunately. Uh, I traded for Stefan Diggs, who has a rib injury and is now on by. Pete got Tevin Coleman, who went off last week and looks to have another amazing game. So, Pete, I am very willing to say that you bested me in that trade, at least for the short term. We'll see how it works out. Um, let's see. And, and just after recording, that was the trade that I was talking about last week where I was keeping it close to the vest on whether or not I was going to, you know, do it. I did the trade cause I like trades and, uh, Pete, uh, probably bested me cause he knows I like trades. Huh? All right. And, uh, yeah, midweek, some stuff happened for lack of a better term. Uh, we had, as per usual, the waiver wire was pretty hot. I don't know. I mean, like, Actually, there's some good stuff in there. I'll take back what I said earlier. So uh, Brett picked up the Chargers D for 8 bucks over Drew and me. Derek signed uh, Adam Vinatieri for $5 over Matt. Matt got Mike Davis, Chris Carson's now hurt, right, for $3 over Pete. Drew got the LA Rams D off the waiver wire for $5 over Scott. And Beach picked up Dez Bryant, who just signed as a New Orleans wide receiver for $8 over Matt. In addition, some people spent some money on stuff they didn't need to. We had Glenn spent five bucks on Baker Mayfield. Derek spent four bucks on Frank Gore. Matt spent two bucks on Deshaun Jackson. And uh, the free agent market was pretty busy as well, maybe busier than the the money market, I would say. Pete picked up Ed Dixon, tight end, uh, who got dropped after totally failing for... Uh, who was I just talking about who had Ed Dixon? I just totally, you know... Don't remember the things that I say, but that's cool. Um, No, it was Pete. He picked him up, and maybe he dropped him? Uh, No, I think he picked him up. 
I'm not really looking at the screen right now. I'm looking at my notes. But uh, let's see. Derek got Brandon McManus, the Denver kicker. I got Spencer Ware, uh, RB for the Chiefs. Glenn got Jason Myers. Tom got Vernon Davis, uh, who Jared, uh, Jared Reed is uh, is just not, not Jared. Why can't I? Is it Jared Reed? You know, the tight end for Washington. Can I just talk ever? Jordan Reed. That's right. Uh, Jordan Reed has not been working out really for Washington this year. And so Tom picking up Vernon Davis was a pretty good move. Uh, Pete dropped. Yeah, that's right. Pete then dropped Ed Dixon for Jack Doyle and now has Jack Doyle. And he picked up Christian Kirk off the waiver wire. He was the waiver wire darling a couple weeks ago before Arizona's buy. And Pete picked him up for free this week. And uh, I picked up the uh, Indiana D. They're at home versus Jacksonville. And I don't think Jacksonville is going to be very good. So, uh, yeah. And then I'm sure other waiver wire transactions, I mean, uh, free agent transactions will be happening. But those were the ones that I wrote down. Transaction of the week this week? Uh, it's close. I feel like Beach picking up the LA Chargers D was a really good pickup. Also, I don't want to don't want to play against the LA Chargers D this week. Um, Matt getting Mike Davis for three bucks is really good though. And Beach getting Des Bryant. Oh man. I'd say, you know, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Matt for that Mike Davis pickup uh, for just three bucks. He spent very little money and got a very high volume running back and yeah, it's just a good move. Looking ahead uh, to week 10, of course. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot going on. Um, John, thanks to last week, his opponents now score like 18 fewer points against him than average because, I don't know, WTF. I, I don't get it. Uh, Scott, listen, I know Matt and I talk trash against you, and I even misremembered that you really badly beat me uh, when we played. It was pretty close. Um, but we're counting on you. You got to do something against John. Um, you know, uh, you're, you're doing well. You're beating your projections by a little bit, but John just got 45 points from Ben Roethlisberger. So we need you to really come through and score well because this weird reality distortion around John is, is not a good thing. Um, yeah. So, oh, Otherwise, by the way, I'm recording this at like 1230 at night after a long day at work where I traveled and did stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry for the gaps. Anyway, um, otherwise, I have a super tough matchup against Brett. Um, we're tilting at each other with basically full strength each. Like, nobody really is on by, so it should be a really close game. Um, he's been a little let down by Yahoo projections already as a result of the Thursday game. I'm, of course, fine with that. But at the same time, I think it will be a close match and a good match, and we'll see how it goes. Otherwise, uh, you know, the managers, uh, it's going to be rivalry week. We got some ridiculous stuff happening. Uh, otherwise, just to know, um, and this will come up in my interview with Drew, but there's the annual Drew hosts the football brunch where everybody goes over to Drew's place and eats breakfast, and it's great. And Pete will bake something, and I'm sure there'll be shenanigans. Uh, there will be drinking, probably. Uh, there will definitely be football, definitely a lot of good food, and probably people resolving some side bets and other things going on at the brunch. So can't wait to hear how that shakes out. Unfortunately, I'm in New York and won't be able to see it. But I will say to anybody listening, Tom owes a drink from last week. Tom, 
you, you owe a drink. Enforcement needs to pick up here. Uh, do something. Uh, last time, the Century Club, it doesn't count for two. It was awesome, and it was a lot of extra credit, and that was great. But you do owe again, thanks to what you did last week. What you did last week was not good. It was just scoring, not enough points. That's that's all. He didn't do anything extra. Otherwise, uh, I, I feel like the, the chat has been picking up in energy, which is great. Uh, for GIF of the Week... I'm just going to say everyone, everyone won GIF of the Week because on Monday we had a gift party just randomly apropos of nothing. Everybody just started dropping gifts and it was great. I was busy going to bed and just barely awake and I caught some of them the next day and it was fantastic. So yay gifts, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, so just looking forward to a good weekend. Uh, I will be in Philly visiting some friends, so I will probably be monitoring things, but maybe not. Really? Who knows? Um, but as far as games that are interesting to watch, I would say Bills versus Jets to see the battle of the backup garbage fires. I think it's going to be a funny game, if nothing else. Um, as far as impact on our league, I think Lions and Bears contain a lot of players who are on the bubble. So Lions, you know, you've got on Johnson. You've got uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Matt Stafford hasn't been looking great, but there's always that potential on the Bears. Um, you know, they have the great defense, but at the same time, uh, their offense is still trying to find its way. You know, uh, it'll be, it has a lot of impact, if nothing else. Next up, we are going to switch over gears a little bit. I already talked about it at the top of the show. We are going to talk to Drew, Manager Drew, in our recurring segment now. I'm so happy to say it. Can I speak to a manager? Welcome to the show, Drew Baristotle, Mr. First Place. What's up? Thanks for joining us. That's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, long, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, just, uh, I guess, starting high level. How's uh, we're, we're going into week 10. How you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good overall. I, uh, you know, as you've uh, pointed out astutely a few times on the podcast, I've had a bit of uh, luck on my side this season. Um, Not as bad as John, but yeah, yeah. yeah a, little, a little lucky. That dude, I, man. I like to, I like to think, uh, you know, the universe is balancing things out for me. I had a, a lot of injuries last year and I yes. was, uh, led the league in points against the year before. So I, I'll, I'll take the easy wins, uh, if, uh, if they're there for yeah, me. Yeah, a win's a win. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's great. And obviously, first place, you're still scoring a respectable amount of points. You're, you're kind of the one to beat, I would think, with that record. Although uh, people are doing their doing their best. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the nice thing this year is is up top. I don't think there's any, uh, you know, clear cut, uh, obvious juggernaut. You know, yeah. there's uh, you, myself, Brett and Colin, I feel like they're all uh, all scoring pretty well right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, who on your team, cause you have a, you know, pretty stacked team and, and you had some good pickups mm. Who on your team. Are you like most impressed with yourself about, um, cause you I, got I, Adrian AP having his huge year as an old guy. Yeah. You got Andrew Luck coming back from the injury, Mr. Garbage time. <laughs> like you've got definitely a few other heavy hitters. You have Adam Thielen on your roster. Like, I, 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 think, I think probably feeling he's on a bye this week, but uh, I think he was probably 
the one, I, I knew he was a good player. I didn't think he was this good. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's certainly a perk right there. Um, Andrew was, he your, was he your first drafted player? I forget. Uh, he was actually third round. I, I was just looking Whoa. at the draft before this. Yeah, so so he was actually my second receiver. Um, and I, I do remember uh, Colin questioning that pick over Stefan Diggs, which I, I feel somewhat validated on now. But uh-huh. um, Diggs is having a great season, too. I think you just traded for him. So. I did, and he has a rib injury <laughs> and then a bye. So I... <laughs> <laughs> great timing on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that one. But yeah, but yeah, I, I got a lot of grief from the guys last year because I drafted Andrew Luck last year because the Colts mm-hmm. were playing mm-hmm. games and uh, and saying he was going to come back and then he never did. So I, I doubled down on Andrew Luck this year and I, I feel somewhat vindicated on that. And so yeah, that worked out for me. And um, I got super lucky on the, the Nick Chubb pickup as well. I happened to be between patients and look at my phone. And uh, yeah, that was that, a good one. That was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. No, it's great. Is there anybody that you've been particularly like emotionally disappointed or, or fraught about on your team? Maybe somebody you dropped that you wish you didn't. Um, I I've been. I, you've I dropped think, Larry Fitzgerald like two, three times. Picked him up again. I time. I dro- yeah both he and Randall Cobb actually I I have dropped and then paid money to uh, to pick back <laughs> up and and I've, neither is really. Paid dividends just yet. Um, I also have Lashawn McCoy. My my middle of the draft this year was uh, rife with old guys who have underperformed. Uh-huh. So uh, so that was perhaps a mistake. I I I mean for me, you know, because Adrian Peterson plays for my favorite team. He was kind of the uh, the person I was just gonna go ahead and get no matter what. So I yeah. guess uh, it's been uh, it's been up and down with him. But awesome. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like fantasy football is always very emotional. And like yeah. one of the things that I love about this league is like we just invest in these players that, you know, we don't really even know that much about. But sometimes it's your favorite team and, and a big player. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, ups and downs all over the place. And you have no control ultimately. Yep. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, you you're, you're oh, speaking yeah. of the, uh, so I, I had written down a few questions for you if, if uh, sure, it's man. okay for me yeah, to interject. Yeah, absolutely. Bring you're, it. You're talking about the uh, emotional aspect of uh, fantasy football. So uh-huh. um, I obviously, I saw you a few weeks ago because I was in New York City for a wedding. Yeah, that was um, fun. That yeah, was fun doing and, that video. We have not had enough videos recently, by the way. I feel like some people owe some videos. I agree with that. It, it seems like the uh, the enforcement has been a little lax this year, perhaps. Come on, commission, <laughs> vice commission, get on with it. Um, well, I, what I was going to ask you is, so we, you and I, have essentially switched cities that we grew up in. So mm-hmm. I, I grew up near New York City. You grew up uh, near Seattle. Yeah. So I, do you feel as though you know, since we're both transplants, do you feel as though? having this league or fantasy football or even sports you know in general do you feel as though that almost helps you to kind of reconnect with people and kind of you know brings you a little closer to home as you play 100 percent, 100 percent. that is basically why i'm in this league that is why (laughs) i started following football really because i did not follow football much in seattle Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. seattle started getting big and like going to playoffs and things when I don't know, like a year or two before I left for New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but really like watching them and connecting with 
uh, my friends and friends in this league and a couple people outside the league um, really is the way I connect, you know, mm-hmm. for this portion of the year. It's like, yeah, let's let's shoot the shit about sports and, and it's fun. And, you know, I'm not on the Frisbee team back in Seattle anymore. I'm not <laughs> like, you know, at game nights or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is definitely my thing. And also, I don't know, it's I, I'm. I like games. I like competition. And so yeah, it's just like sure. something I can pour that energy into and mm. hopefully do well. But, uh, you know, either way, it's like, you know, stuff like the gift party in the chat that we had on Monday, <laughs> you know, like that's why I do it more than, well, winning, winning's good too, but yeah, winning's always fun. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree. It's definitely a, you know, a way of connecting back with people because, yeah. you know, obviously this uh, this podcast is about this specific league, but, you know, I have one with some college friends. I have someone with some friends I grew up with. And I, yeah, I, I was going to ask because you're in multiple leagues, right? I, How yeah. many leagues are you in? Uh, just three. I, I, I'm just done. three. Yeah, I can't just. even imagine. <laughs> I, I, there's there's uh, perks and, and drawbacks. I, at one point, when I like really, really cared way too much, I, I was in upwards of four I don't think I ever hit five and that it's at a certain point it's a little bit too much but um you know it's it's mostly you know different group of excuse me different groups of friends and kind of keeping in touch with those particular groups of friends so like we were saying I I think that's you know important and it gives you something to to you know shoot the shit about um yeah but uh the one of the perks is you kind of see you know if Craig suddenly picks someone up in this particular league. I'm like, wait a second, should I grab that person in another league? So, oh, so it's almost like a little prompt in that respect. Yeah. Okay. So, um, to that extent, uh, <laughs> how much your rosters? Do you have players that are the same across all three rosters, or no? Because like keeping track of three rosters in my head would just be nightmarish. Yeah, it's it's not terrible but i mean you definitely have to you know you, you reap what you sow right you if yeah. you invest time into things and and hopefully you do better as a result of it um i i have similar players like i grabbed Thielen in um a lot of leagues i grabbed adrian peterson in a bunch of leagues mm. um every league has a little bit of you know quirkiness to it so that's why that's why some of the uh the more uh, maligned things in this league, like the uh, transaction limit, for example, I kind of like because it's just like a different wrinkle and it's you know a different way to play. It, so, it's a different game because this one definitely, yeah. I mean, in, in the league that we're in, touchdowns are six points and mm-hmm. there's three transactions per week. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that means like you're... And no super, decimals. <laughs> and no decimals. Unless in the case of ties, right? Or no. No, you can yeah. have a tie. Yep, you can have a tie. Derek we had a tie this year, yeah. Pete, I believe tied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it's definitely, kinda, it changes it. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's having like, you know, you're talking about like uh, game nights or whatnot. It's almost like having a board game and then having like the, uh, the expansion packs to it or something oh, like sure. that. You're, you're playing the same game, but in different ways. So yeah. it's fun. I, I mean, I like it. It gives me a, a reason to root for teams that I otherwise wouldn't care about. And yeah. you know, I have my, my next door neighbor is a big Vikings fan and I don't particularly care about the Vikings, but because I've had them feel and it's, you know, it's a way of connecting with someone who, uh, who otherwise Absolutely. I wouldn't have much to talk about with. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things. And I mean, fantasy football, I think the NFL has been like super supporting people playing fantasy football because mm-hmm. like now you have something to care about in any given game. Right, just about. Right. Because if you don't have somebody on that team, probably your opponent does. Unless mm-hmm. it's unless it's the Dolphins, then it's just Matt. 
Yeah, I was a little worried. Uh, you know, we just got finished up with the Thursday game, and it seemed yep. like everyone was uh, getting a piece of the pie. So I, I checked in. Unfortunately, I'm playing Craig this week, and he just has the uh, Carolina kicker. So I, I lucked out in that Oof. respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, currently, so we're recording this Thursday night, and it's the the Pittsburgh Carolina game is going on right now, where Carolina is just getting smoked. Mm-hmm. And I thought Brett would be off to such a good start. I'm playing him. He has Cam Newton and James Conner and Greg Olson, like three players that you would think in that matchup are just going to blow up huge. And they've been like, okay, not, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm actually feeling all right about it. How's your yeah. rivalry week going? Do you have a side bet yet? Uh, we do not, although I should probably come up with one. This is our, uh, this week is our annual uh, breakfast potluck that, that we, I've been hosting every Ooh. year. Um, and I, I believe Craig is going to be making an appearance, likely with a, uh, a lot of growlers full of delicious beer. So I'm, I'm sure we can work with that in some way. I, I don't want to keep him here, you know, all the way through Monday night. But um, <laughs> I think both our quarterbacks are, uh, are playing in the early round of games. So perhaps oh, we could have a little little side bet on that one nice That'll <laughs> yeah, be good. last year we had a uh sort of a can jam, can jam style game for for pete he had lost the previous week and yes for, for each of us that was a little closer we uh he got an extra ingredient in his drink but unfortunately he was <laughs> he was better at it than most of us so it didn't quite turn out the way we expected <laughs> uh, that's okay it's not a game if he doesn't have a chance you know <laughs> well yeah so i, I like i said the... i i got a couple uh i got a couple ones for you one's uh One's yeah. directly related to fantasy football. One's uh, tangentially related. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the first one is I you know I was I was doing a little bit of research before here just so I, I didn't come in totally cold and clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at your teams over the years because you've had a lot of a lot of success uh, since. Coming yeah, beat you in the finals uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you actually Colin is the only person to have won two championships in this league you and i yep. have come close you lost in the finals last year i lost in the year before that yep. um yep. but so i what i noticed is every year you have at least one like really solid trade um that you seem to build your team around um so f- for me who is not particularly had a whole lot of success with trades i, yeah, I wonder well, if you, you have any uh, any tips for the listeners on the uh, <sighs> the art of the deal my oh, my current theory is you're like a good genuine trustworthy guy and i don't really have that going for me so <laughs> <laughs> any uh, anything specific yeah i mean i think um and you'll you'll see this a lot in sort of like i mean this was something i read early on in like how to play fantasy football which i think really stuck with me which is just that for trades it's not a good trade unless both managers benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. like you have to at least respect your opponents and think okay, they're smart, capable, informed people mm-hmm. and they just maybe have a different idea about what's good versus you or how can you help them. And so for instance, you know, in in the trade that I did recently, I really uh wanted to get rid of James Conner. And I thought, because <laughs> uh, I thought Lev Bell was coming back, and it looks like he's probably not. And he's got I like don't... six days. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but the stress of it was just eating at me. And so I was like, okay, I need to offload him for something. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at Brett's team and realizing that he actually he had Kareem Hunt, but he didn't have a lot of other good running backs. And mm-hmm. so, and I had Sony Michelle a while back. I had Joe Mixon. I mm-hmm. had some other like like. RB2 to RB1 type players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just thought if I can get like 
a top five running back out of this guy with some little package deal. Um, that'll be great. And it turns out Brett thought so too. (laughs) And, you know, um, and we've had other, uh, things where, let's see, I think I traded Joe Mixon for James Conner straight up. Um, I didn't know if there was some sort of like greater, like red paper clip type scenario where you were going to trade all these people for a house eventually. No, (laughs) (laughs) it seemed like a fire sale for a while, uh, on my (laughs) roster. It's, it's really come a long way, but, um, yeah, I just think that trading, like, you just look at your roster composition, you look at people who want to improve their roster, maybe somebody with a, you know, frankly, a losing record, or somebody mm-hmm. entering a lot of buys, or whatever, and you see, okay, mm-hmm. what are they looking for? How can mm-hmm. I give mm-hmm. them what I'm looking for and get something that I think is maybe even a little better in return? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to remember anything about any previous seasons. Did you see any trades that I'd made last year? I I did. Yeah, you can if you're on like... (laughs) This is a great content Uh, right now. This is super great audio. Yeah, now now (laughs) click on transactions. Yeah, yeah. if you you go to the league page, you can scroll through the different years. Um, And when Uh, you're in those league pages, you can go to like transactions and and look at different things. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. Anyway, the year you won. Let's see here. You. What did you do? Uh, That's a tight end swap. That's kind of boring. You. It looks like you acquired Cam Newton or Jordan Howard at some point late in the season. Uh, Um, Yeah, I think Cam. Yeah. I don't know. And like when you're thinking about players to build your roster around, really, Mm -hmm. it's like you know you want elite level talent. You want volume. Like, mm-hmm. of course, right? Mm-hmm. You want somebody who's going to get the ball all the time and who's right. going to do a lot with it. And to me, one of those people is worth more than two people of like, you know, sort of like yeah. pretty good. So kind of, it's sort of trade in like, you know, the four quarters for a dollar type scenario. Yeah. And like, for yeah. instance, like the Kareem Hunt trade, mm-hmm. I think was awesome for me because I traded away two players for one player yeah. and I freed up bench space and I freed up, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now the problem was I gave Brett two probably top ten running backs yeah. for one <laughs> top ten, and like that, like eh. who might who might not even need to play in the week sixteen. <laughs> yeah, but like for instance, and I I really do not mean to to uh, talk down about this, but I think I got such a deal trading Craig for Zach Ertz, where I got Zach mm-hmm. Ertz. Um, and I traded him Trey Burton, the Chicago tight end, who's not as good of a tight end, but I also gave him Matt Bereda, who, for when he was on the field and not hurt, was basically an RB2, RB1 for San Francisco. And, yeah, yeah. you know, but I already had running backs. What I really right. needed was a tight end. I can confidently start every week and just be like, you know what? This guy's great. Mm-hmm. And because, and frankly, that's also part of playing the game because I only have three moves a week. Right, so if right. I can, like, lock up, RBs and I can lock up my tight end and nobody cares about a kicker. Um, really, I just have to like, you know, stream a quarterback maybe mm-hmm. and take a look at who's hot on the waiver wire and just sort of like limiting my scope of decisions and right. like different people approach it differently. I think for me, it was just a matter of like min maxing in, mm-hmm. in that given the constraints that we're already under. And I, I think that's one of the nice things about the Yahoo platform is when you like look at those trades and evaluate them. You know, it, it's it's based on their projections, but it will show you, you know, like both teams stand to uh, to benefit from. Yeah, uh, from or really, one. if both teams stand to like not 
lose horribly, it's right, probably right. a decent projection because we play in the Yahoo League and the projections are awful. Yeah. They're they're really bad. They're really really bad, especially farther out. And if you know a player's gonna like, you know, they're not a starter yet, but the person above them looks hurt, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. Like, yeah, you're you are smarter than Yahoo in many yeah. ways. And our, our defensive scoring swings wildly, so that's a, yeah. a bit of a crapshoot. Defense week has to been so well. hard to predict this year. Yeah. It's really been hard. <laughs> I mean, other, no, because even the best defense, like Baltimore got crushed, Jacksonville got crushed. Like, Yeah, I, I've been having the Rams on and off, and they uh, haven't been particularly consistent either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why you see, like, you know, on our waiver wire, Jacksonville was on the waiver wire, and mm-hmm. the LA Rams, and all these other defenses, basically not Baltimore... But Denver was on there. Like all these defenses you would think are really excellent defenses. Everybody's rotating through and burning them because nobody's mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got, I got one more question for yeah, you. Um, I, I don't know if you want to end on this because you often uh, talk of your particular uh, bakery that you have in your home. Um, yeah. So I, as I mentioned before, we've got our, uh, our football brunch coming up um, yeah. on Sunday. Uh- Yes. And uh, we all look forward to uh, to what Pete's going to bring. Pete does a lot of bacon himself. He um, does. He Yeah, at our, our last happy hour, he showed up with a pie that he had made. So, what? Um, and he's bringing, he's bringing coffee cake this year. So, so my question for you, um, yes. just to stir the pot a little bit, is yeah. in, a, in a bake-off, who do you think would win between you and Pete? Oh, I think it's Pete. Yeah. I think it's a great question, but I think it's Pete. Pete's been like baking for so much longer. I've really uh, only started baking, I think, the past couple years. Okay. Um, my wife Tanya and I started like getting into making pies, and mm. she tried one, and I helped with it once, and I was, and she got frustrated, and I just took over, and I was like, "Oh, I really like this. Now I'm just gonna make <laughs> pies all the time, and um, I don't do it as regularly as I'd like to." Pete definitely bakes more regularly than i do but uh i'm into it and i'm stoked because i just got a KitchenAid, so now i don't have to mix everything with a spoon nice nice that's so uh, yeah saves the arms <laughs> yeah so uh i'm super jealous that y'all will be eating pete's delicious treats um <laughs> but i'll do my best to catch up yeah we'll maybe maybe bring you in via hangout or something uh, while we're there <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> Um, that's this Sunday. So if you're listening to this and it is not yet November 11th, you still have time to go to the brunch that you probably already know about. It's funny. I I keep acting like this is like a public podcast and for there's nothing stopping anybody outside our league from listening to it. There There's some weirdos in Estonia listening to this. Yeah, right now. exactly. But <laughs> like, come on. My audience caps at about 11 people. <laughs> Well, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, the work you put into it, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get a few of the other guys uh, as guests the rest of the season as well. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, thanks for taking the time and for being on, and yeah, good yeah. luck this season. Yeah, you as well, and unless we meet each other in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Then you're going to go down, or I will. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thanks again to Drew and for taking the time and, and chatting. Uh, you know, uh, basically just about ready to wrap up, but with a one last segment, what's the news in the bakery? What is Baker Mayfield up to? I gotta say, just focusing on fantasy and, and NFL stuff right now. I mean, he was just picked up by Glenn on waivers this week. Good job, Glenn. Uh, he faces Atlanta, maybe the worst pass defense in the league. 
so I got to say, there's a lot of Canadian optimism in this room surrounding Baker Mayfield. Now, if you only had receivers, it would make that a little better. I mean, Baker, Glenn has receivers. But um, yeah, Baker, Baker's feeling. I think he's feeling the vibe right now. And I hope you are too. Everybody have a good weekend and we'll be in touch. Take care. Bye-bye. What? D-R-A-M-A. Drama. Drama. <laughs> right there. Yep, for